I'm Brenna, a certified sex expert and sex coach who is passionate about human sexuality, female empowerment, and helping people develop the sex life of their dreams. I'm Brian, certified relationship coach, eager to share my unique relationship experiences along with a rich history of sexuality to coach you through your personal journey. And you're listening to Sex on Your Terms. like every other lifestyler, yes, we are lifestylers, but we also have other lives outside of the lifestyle. And a lot of times those lives have an impact on not only the frequency, but the priorities that we place within the lifestyle. So we're going to talk about how our last month has really impacted that for us personally, and uh, how it may relate to other lifestylers out there as well. Before we get to that, we want to say a very big thank you to our partners, altplayground.net. If you guys are looking for a non-monogamous adventure of any kind, alt playground is definitely where you'll want to head and in addition to that if you just want to learn more about the non-monogamous lifestyle they have all sorts of resources including 20 plus sex positive podcasts the video corner full of all sorts of fun and communities from both content creators event hosts and club owners so you should definitely check it out today we hope to see you there Okay, so I have a very interesting sex in the news today, Brian. I thought you would enjoy this one, and I am very happy to be announcing this particular sex in the news this week. Oh, nice. What do you got? So the Angola government has just decriminalized same-sex sexual relationships, which is fantastic. The new law that they put into place in 2019 but took effect yesterday has overturned a colonial-era vice against nature provision. That's how they put it colonial version so from colonial days they haven't they haven't touched this law since the colonial days exactly there was no indoor plumbing the last time they had this conversation yeah yeah they're basically fixing hundreds upon hundreds of year old uh legislation here wow so as mentioned the new law overturned a colonial era vice against nature provision that was seen as a ban on homosexual relations and the changes like i said were passed in 2019 but they didn't go into effect until yesterday and the new law also prohibits discrimination based on a person's sexual orientation so this not only pertains to businesses but apparently before this law took effect there was very little that was done also about hate crimes towards homosexuals in angola so that has also been remedied by this new legislation well they were probably also not identified as hate crimes because there was no law in place it wasn't exactly. even a crime, probably. Well, I'm sure there were still crimes that were committed, but I also have a feeling things, you kind of look the other way. Right. I imagine it wasn't considered criminal to assault someone who portrayed themselves as homosexual. Right, yeah. And Angola is obviously in Africa, if you guys didn't know that. And African countries are known for being incredibly homophobic. Not all of them, granted, but many. And I think that this is just a great step forward. I'm really hopeful that this is a domino effect we're going to see in Africa and hopefully other countries around the world that are more accepting. I mean, granted, it's horrible that we had to wait until 2021 for this to happen. And also, they're not granted all of the same rights as as separate sex couples. For example, they still can't get married in Angola, but it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, you know, baby steps, right? You're talking about colonial days. It's 2021. People get in the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, you gotta, you gotta get out of the dark ages but considering there are still african countries out there where two men can't hold hands in public without being jailed this is a pretty big deal and i think it's so legit i'm so excited about it yeah good for them maybe like you said it'll be kind of a stepping stone for some other folks to get the hint yeah these other countries that are just not with it and and for angola to continue passing yeah to move forward yeah yeah laws and legislation that make it so that same sex couples have all the same rights as everyone else yeah good for them and i'm also really excited to share in case you guys don't keep up with this news that there are a couple of pretty huge cases coming up against the supreme court very soon related to lgbtq rights in the united states so as soon as those things happen we will let you know about them i'll post them on social media but yeah i mean obviously as two people who identify identify as pansexual and as proud members of the LGBTQ community, we're really excited to see progression happening in the right direction. Yeah, for sure. Always good to see that. So good for Angola. Yeah, good for Angola. So as mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I think it's important to note that 
pretty much anyone that's in the lifestyle has probably experienced at some point things happen, whether it's a life change that happens or one of the people in the relationship becomes ill or I mean, there's a million different things that can happen in your normal everyday life that have an impact on the lifestyle, both good and bad. For sure. And I think think we're kind of going through one of those transitional periods right now. For those of you who are not aware, we left our home in Montana almost exactly a month ago now. And we traveled to Nashville. We stayed in Nashville for about a week while our tour bus was being wrapped and prepared for the road. Alt Playgrounds tour bus, I should say. And then I guess it's been over two weeks now that we have been on the road in the tour bus. Yes. And there have been some real positives about it. And of course, we've seen some amazing places. And from two people from Montana, let me tell you, I am so excited to have Florida sun on my face right now and be getting some color. I'm very pale, but I'm, I'm getting a tiny bit of color. Uh, so there's been a lot of positives to it. But there has been m- maybe, let's say, a step back in terms of our play with other people. I guess I should say in frequency, not necessarily in overall taking a step back. Yeah, I think that's what needs to be discussed today. We didn't really have a conversation about this up until we mentioned, I mentioned to you, hey, let's, let, I want to talk about this. Frequency is really the topic of the day. And I also need to say, it hasn't quite been a month that we've been on the road. And that really just occurred to me. I just thought of the date. Uh, it hasn't been that long. What's happened, however, I think, is because we are out of our element. Yes. We have a really very tight group of friends and play partners that we left behind in Montana. Play partners that we had for two, two and a half years in some cases. And we really got spoiled because these play partners were amazing. They were friends. They were also very, many of them very available to us. They would do an amazing job of staying in contact with us and going out of their way to come and hang out with us on a regular basis. Yeah. And they are friends and they were, and many are lifelong friends, will be lifelong friends. A couple of them I was seeing regularly, my, my play partners. Uh, I was more in a, a polyamorous uh, kind of situation with one of the one of my partners. So we saw them a lot and we had a lot of, as you said, there was a lot of availability there and with and regularity for sure. So now we find ourselves in a situation where we are traveling. We're not in any one place for any great length of time. Now we were in Nashville for a week or thereabouts, five days. And as it turns out, we had an amazing experience with a couple that I had met back in August, actually, when I was in Nashville for business. Right. We had the opportunity to play with them, and we, we were going to talk about that on our Front Porch Swingers podcast here uh, in the coming week. I mean, just an amazing experience. That was the last experience we had in the lifestyle up to this point, to today. And it seems like a long time. When you said just now, it's almost been a month, it's more like... So it's it's really been about 21-ish days, about three weeks that we've been on the road. It seems like a lot longer, if I'm being honest. Yes, it does. <laughs> because it's a lot of work. We're working full-time. The shows, we have obligations to Alt Playground. And, of course, our, our own obligations to our podcasts and our different platforms, our, our various platforms, clients. our clients. Yeah, it seems a lot longer. Truth is, it hasn't been. What concerns me is that we are not as active as we need to be in terms of meeting people because we got spoiled yes we're we're lazy lifestylers a little bit i mean yes that's part of it part of it was that we it was easy when we were in montana the other part of it though is that it was safe like there are a lot of things now that we're on the road that i have to consider that i didn't have to consider in montana for instance I went out on basically a date with a guy when we were in Cocoa Beach. Yes. And I was driving by myself 25 minutes in a city that I don't know. I'm a horrible driver. So that alone was a little bit nerve wracking. And then I'm thinking to myself, okay, I can obviously only have one drink because I have to drive. And that one drink... For me, if you guys know me in any way, shape, or form, you know I'm a lightweight, a huge lightweight. So I can't have a strong mixed cocktail and then drive. So I have to be mindful of that. And then I also have to be mindful of, and granted, it did not end up being a play situation. We'll talk about that at a later time, too, I'm sure, on potentially on Front Porch Swingers. But I was thinking to myself as I'm sitting there waiting for this guy, okay, if it's a connection, we're 10 minutes from his home and 25 minutes from 
from Art Bus. Right. So it made a lot more sense for me to go back to his place. But then I have to ask for his address and I have to let you know all of the logistical information. I have to see if he's okay with me sending you a picture of his driver's license. Like all of these safety protocols that I haven't had to think about for so long. Well, the truth is that's absolutely what has to happen. Some of those things have to happen going forward, and we know that. And I think it's important to outline those things for a potential play partner. Hey, this is the situation. Obviously, they know you're partnered. They know who I am. They know about us. We are traveling. We are not familiar with this area. Also, you're a stranger. We need to make sure from a safety perspective that I know who this person is and how to find them. Sure. It's really that simple. Right. And anyone who isn't prepared for that, we're just not going to associate with those people. Right. We, we already but, know that. But even as I'm outlining all of the different considerations that would need to be made in that situation, it feels exhausting to me. It's like, that's a lot of that's a lot of work. And it's a lot of things to consider. It's a lot of things to be worried about. And sometimes that does suck the fun out of it. Well, I don't think it's I don't think we need to look at it as a worrisome situation. It is simply the way things are. It, that's all. It's just a protocol for us. Just like safe sex, just like condoms are a must. That's just one of those things that we have to add to the list. It's a safety measure more than anything. We don't mean to be intrusive. We're not trying to be difficult, but we're a couple. I'm concerned. You're alone in an unfamiliar place. We need to make sure, stranger, basically, that we know where you're going and that it's safe. That's the biggest concern, right? That's the biggest thing. Yeah. I mean, I guess in that situation, it just needs to be a change in perception on my end. Like, hey, if this is something you want to go do, you just have to like deal with that part of it to get to the fun part. Yeah. Or they play at our place on our tour bus where, you know, it's absolutely safe and I can make myself scarce should that be a requisite. Right. So no, no big deal. I think the bit, the more important thing, because for me, that's academic, right? It's, it's, we always talk about this. We don't have a lot of rules at this point in our relationship as it pertains to the lifestyle. Safety is the rule. Now, whether that's a safe sex safety issue or a physically safety issue, safety is the issue. Right. So I'm not so much concerned about that aspect of it as I am how we typically meet and Find play partners. Yeah. That absolutely changes in this situation. Absolutely it does. So drastically. Yeah. And one of the things I think that I've been, well, one of the things I've definitely been thinking about is how the frequency with which we play affects me personally from an emotional and physical perspective and how it affects you and therefore how it affects us as a couple. Well, why don't you explain how it affects you? For me, it's interesting because as you know, uh, and as many people know who listen to our shows, we are a hot wife couple. I derive the majority of my external pleasure in our relationship from your playing as said hot wife. Right. You playing predominantly with single men or coupled men, obviously in an open relationship, whatever the situation may be, you're playing with other other men. Right. Does that's, it have to be other men for it to be enjoyable? No, but that's the... That's the highest level of enjoyment for me. Interesting. Why do you think that is? Why do you think it's a gendered thing? Well, again, I think it comes back to that royalty perk piece where... Is it also potentially a biological thing? Like certainly. the idea of like another man and that other testosterone being there and me bringing back that energy to you yeah. because it's more of a masculine energy? Yeah, it's an energy transference thing for sure. We've talked about that. Yeah. I enjoy the idea that you are also, you know, you're submissive, you're a bottom. So you're being t- potentially dominated by another person another man in this case and then bringing that energy to me which i really play off of that suck it all out of yeah me. <laughs> and then our in our heat becomes that much hotter obviously our play is is just intensified so yeah for me that's the height of eroticism for me is you playing with another person another man on your own separately from me that's number one however i'm also thinking about that not being the case right now. You haven't had a solo play date since the one we had with the couple in Nashville because we played separately. And while we'll, we're going to discuss that on our other show in, in greater detail, they were a couple. We met them as a couple. We had dinner as a couple. But we played completely separately in separate places. In fact, 15 minutes away from each other. Yep. So that was very much the situation that I'm referring to. That's my type of play in terms of the, the greatest satisfaction that I get, obviously. Sure. right. And that's what we're predominantly what we are looking for in our our relationship. And what I was getting to is when we were at home, 
that of course was what we looked for the most. And now that we're traveling, I find myself looking for other opportunity for us as a couple, a single female, for example, a single male who we would both play with together and couples, which I am not normally that interested in, obviously, or we aren't really because... Wait, don't say obviously, because I think you need to explain this. Well, I say obviously to you. Right, right. It's not <laughs> obvious not to, our to, to people listening because in the lifestyle, we we play separately. We rarely play with other couples in the same room, on the same bed. We're not the quintessential swingers in that way. Sure. While we have friends, a you know, couple friends that are people we play with that way, there's a relationship there, there's a history there. There is a connection and an, em- an energy and a chemistry there. Well, so, and also, I think in those situations, it's far more about the f- like friendly connection than it is correct. even about the sexual. Correct. We but, just like laughing with them. It's not even yeah, about the sex. Fun. Yeah. But but when it comes to you know straight up sex with other people, the quintessential swinger is you know a couple for couple, same bed, same room, lights on, you know that kind of thing. Yep. That's not our play at all. We prefer to play separately because the reclamation sex for us is the greatest satisfaction. Yes. It's not the same for us when we're actually watching each other or hearing each other or cognizant of what each other is doing. But now, of course, I'm looking at other potential opportunities. While I do not think in any way we will really ever be couple for couple, same room situation, it's not our thing. I am communicating with more couples that might fit into more of a kind of a situation where we would find ourselves playing with them separately. But I am opening the door to communicating with more people, I guess, is my point. Sure. Where I wasn't so focused on that at home because it really wasn't an issue. We had regular play partners. If something came along, it came along. If it didn't, it didn't. We were still okay. And we had our regular people around us, our friends around us. Now I find myself searching and it's different. It's, um, it's a different place for me and I'm not sure how I feel about it. Interesting. You're not sure if you like it. Is that what you mean? Well, I'm not sure that I, it's not that I don't like it. It's, I think, as I mentioned to you earlier, we need a win. Yeah, we so do. And by a win, I don't mean we need to have sex with another couple or another person. No. We need to pull the trigger and go meet some people. Go meet a person, individual. Go meet a couple for a drink. See if there's a connection. Have a few laughs. And then maybe nothing happens. But we have to pull the trigger and make that happen where we would never really have to focus on that before. Right, right. You know, because we're super analytical. We beat things up to death. We'll, you know, we'll chop it up at nauseum. You know, and in miss fact, an what's really funny about that is a lot of people don't even read swingers bio, swinger bri- bios, like on right. profiles. We read them twelve times. We're yeah. those people. Yeah, I'll read it while I'm communicating with you, just to make sure I didn't miss something. Or if someone says something to me, com- you know, they're digitally communicating with me, and they say something, I'll think, wait a minute, I didn't read that in your bio. Let me go back and check that, right. because I mean, it's that serious to us. So. I think now what we're finding is we're going to have to communicate with someone, communicate with a couple, determine if there's interest first, and then pull the trigger and say, hey, let's meet for a cup of coffee. Let's meet for a drink and let's see what happens. Sure. Maybe nothing happens. Maybe it's a home run. Maybe it's not. But we have to we have to get in the game. We don't have to hit a home run every time we get up to bat, but we got to at least get in the game. We got to get off the bench. Right. And that's where we are right now. We're sitting on the bench. We're on the sidelines because we're in a unique situation, one that we have not found ourselves in before. Yeah. And I think we don't really know how to, we haven't figured out how to pivot yet. Yeah. And I think the only thing we could do is just jump in. Well, what's really interesting is I don't necessarily find myself, and I think part of it is because you're right, we have been lazy swingers. I don't necessarily find myself so much missing going out and meeting new people, but I really miss that w- what happens when I come home afterwards. That's what I'm yeah. missing right now. And it's not that I don't want to meet people. I'm a very social person. I love the social interactions. In fact, if you and I didn't get off so much on the reclamation sex, I think my favorite part of the lifestyle would just be sitting and talking to people. For sure. But 
so what I'm really missing isn't the sex with other people. It's what happens when I come home. And it's not just the sex with you either. It's also this explosion of like emotion. I feel closer to you. You know, I find myself the next day, for example, after a play session kind of clinging to you and needing your physical presence. Right. All of those things bring us closer together. And that's what I'm missing right now. Yeah. And for me as well, we just, as I said earlier, we spent these last two days kind of doing some vanilla stuff and going to the uh, to the Disney parks for your birthday and while those are things we have not done uh, together as a couple obviously it was a uniqueness in the connection that we had over the past couple of days that we have not really experienced in a while because we haven't it was like a vacation really is what we just took it was a two-day vacation from yep. all the madness that is our lives at the moment and it was really kind of nice and in that is how I realized that I piece of the lifestyle yeah because we got to just be silly and flirty for two days and right. i feel like when we have us an encounter with other people that's the same thing that we get it's the same sensation that happens in our relationship only heightened right well, only so, yeah times 10 so for example i'll give you another another example we didn't talk about this uh in detail but i had set up potentially the opportunity for us to meet a gentleman last night yes that i have been communicating with since we were in nashville right Okay, he's in Orlando. It was an opportunity to connect with someone that in a city that I knew we would end up in. And I thought, here's an opportunity because there's a couple of weeks of time that's going to go by. Right. I could create this kind of or, or generate this kind of digital relationship with this person. Yes. And as it turns out, super nice guy, at least digitally, very respectful, very understanding of our situation, very experienced in the hot wife space and was able to prove that to me. Physically, a guy that you are going to absolutely find amazing, no question about it. He's your type, no doubt. Tall, athletic, no question. This is your guy. And I was really excited because we were potentially going to meet him last night after dinner and after we met a friend for drinks. Unfortunately, a situation arose in his life. He was able to reach out and say, hey, really sorry. I'm not going to be able to do it. We're going to make this happen. He apologized up and down, gave plenty of notice, but I found myself disappointed. Yeah, because I was really looking forward to the build. It was the buildup, right? It was the journey. Yes, you know the anticipation of it all. Meeting him, you and he clicking, all of us clicking. My making myself scarce. You and he potentially going back to our room, playing, and you and I getting back together a couple of hours later, having explosive sex and, and this intimacy that I'm that we miss. We have a lot of sex right now yes we're having more sex now than we had at home well right because we have more time we do we we're not working 80 hours a week we're still working hard and we're still working long hours but nothing like we were when we were at home right well it's also that in my opinion we're missing the sex with other people yeah and thinking about it is turning it's getting the juices moving yeah well we talk about playing with other yes. people almost every time we have sex right now it's like yes and that wasn't necessarily the case when we were playing with other people like it would happen right before an interaction or, or for right a couple after, days yeah. following but not necessarily every single time we're playing and right now that's happening during our sex life it's almost as if we still need an element in our play of that of, of our non-monogamous lives in order for it to be be as awesome as we know it can be and i don't think that's a bad thing i think it's an awesome thing that we've gotten to that point no for sure we at least we have an understanding of what it is that fuels us that works for us yeah, yeah a lot of couples don't works. have that no and even just talking about it while we're having sex replaying a scenario or discussing a potential scenario i mean it just gets things so hot which so intense but nothing quite like the real thing. Yeah. It really does make a difference. It's like adding an additive to the fuel, you know? I mean, it really gets things moving. And and I'm missing that. And in such a way that I'm finding myself willing to do more digital communication, willing to throw out, you know, just throw a line out there and see what happens and maybe meet a couple or a per, an individual and in the hopes that it works out. I'm really willing to make that effort where I really wasn't eager to do that at home. Yeah. Because I didn't have to. We didn't have to do that. Exactly. And I think we just have to get our heads around it. So how does frequency in the lifestyle affect us? I think it affects me the most in the sense that I miss 
that ultimate ride. I miss the intensity of the reclamation. Right. That's what I'm and and like you said, I'm missing the days to follow where it's you absolutely not being able to be away from me. Yep. And being super clingy. You know, and wanting You like that? Yeah. I and, didn't know you liked that. Yeah, and wanting all of my attention. Well, I like it because I understand where it comes from. Yeah. You know, that's the key. Yeah. And so those are the things I think I'm missing most. And honestly, I'm missing having open dialogue with lifestyle people. We just had the opportunity to meet a friend last night that we've been communicating digitally for a long time with. And wow, what an amazing couple of hours we got to spend with her. Oh, she was great. We got to see some friends um, in Savannah not too long ago, right? And in Jacksonville that we've been communicating with but have never met face-to-face, although we did meet our friends in Jacksonville. But just reconnecting and just linking up with them and being able to have conversations about the lifestyle and vanilla stuff. But being able to be around people who understand us don't judge us, genuinely enjoy our company. Those are the things I'm missing. And I'm really looking forward to this weekend because we're going to be around a fair number of people just like that. And I'm hoping to connect with some some new friends uh, and some friends that we already have and really just having just some freedom and just, just being able to take a, a deep breath and relaxing in a space that we find ourselves comfortable. I think... I'm missing something very different than what you're missing. What's that? Which is I'm missing kind of the chase of it all. Yeah. I'm missing, maybe I shouldn't say the chase of it all, but more so the preparation. The journey. You're missing the journey. Not even that. I'm missing the little things. I'm missing things like putting on lingerie. I'm missing things like lotioning my entire body from head to toe and really making that a routine or a... Um, a tradition almost right before I play with someone. Right. And obviously, I mean, I still try to always make myself look good for you, but it is a little different when I'm with someone else. It's just this idea of like, I want to ooze sex. You know what I mean? Well, especially when it's the first time you're meeting someone, right? Yes. But I would say even subsequently, I played with someone for over two years and every single time that person would come over, it was a real show I was putting on. It was a process. Not only for him, but really for myself. I was What I'm missing right now is feeling uber feminine and sexual. Right. And I think that that's what I want to get back. And I mean, I know that I could be doing it just at, you know, tonight, right before we go to bed, I could do it too. But it is, it's different when it's this idea of like someone coming over for the sole purpose of enjoying my body. Right. Exactly. and me feeling as if I'm really putting myself on display for that activity. Yeah. And as I was, what I was alluding to earlier is just what you're talking about. When we were at home, the majority of our play really for the, the bulk of the time that we have been in the lifestyle has been that hot wife experience. It's only been the last nine, 10 months that I have been venturing out on my own. Right. And now, because I had those regular play partners and I was kind of doing kind of my own thing in the polyamorous space, I am missing exactly what you're talking about. The idea that someone other than my primary partner, my soulmate, is eager to be in my presence. Yeah. From a physical perspective, particularly. Yeah. Wanting me physically. Well, and you had a play partner who, very much like me, would really doll herself up and put on the lingerie and always her makeup was so beautiful and her, you know, perfume was amazing and her skin was soft and i'm sure that was an ego boost knowing that she did that all for you and probably for herself too not just you i shouldn't say that but 100 percent, she did that because it was something she really really enjoyed doing but you know the idea that she would text me the day before that we would meet and say what color on lingerie do you want me to wear or do you want me to wear thigh highs or, or what do you want me to wear that's that's hot yeah you know and so yeah there's a piece of that that I'm missing for sure, you know, and even my, my playmate that I was the gentleman I was playing with for a while, you know, we would flirtatiously text throughout the day. Uh, even when we weren't going to meet, you know, he may have been out of town, uh, working, but it was still that flirtatiousness. And it was obvious that he was thinking of me and, and eager to see me again kind of thing. So yeah, you, you miss that for sure. I certainly do. And And honestly, I didn't think I would because so much of our, lifestyle journey has been predicated on the hot wife experience which again for me to be clear really is the height of eroticism for me if we didn't do anything else in the lifestyle that would be all i needed Uh, we've talked about that before but now that i've been introduced to some of these other opportunities 
I do find myself looking forward to them. Yeah. And and seeking them out, actively seeking them out, which, by the way, is no easy task in larger cities. Let me just say that. <laughs> it's not as simple as you might think. In fact, what's really interesting It's overwhelming, is, in fact. Yeah. When we were in a smaller area, there aren't a lot of options. And in some ways, that was better for us because yeah. it's like, yeah. yeah, there may only be 30 people on a site, but that's only 30 bios you have to read. That's only 30 potential messages you have to either send or receive and respond to. Well, even more than that, even if there were only 30 potential people as you start to break down the the things that are you are aligned with maybe you get down to 10 or 7 or right. 8 people that's much easier i am getting inundated with messages on some of these platforms i can't i don't even get to some of them by the and we i still have some i haven't even looked at since we were in probably jacksonville yeah it's just too much yeah and in some cases that's you know I'm almost sorry I complained about the number of people we were interacting with in Montana, how few there were. Oh my gosh, now it sounds so silly. I know, it's like, wow. It's like, I, oh, we received like 12 messages today. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's nothing. Now we're like 120. Yeah, I didn't 10 look, times as many. Yeah, I, what were we doing? We were at the pool yesterday at the hotel. We were away from our phones for a couple of hours. I came back to 24 missed messages. Yes. 24 yep. in a couple of hours. And, you know, so it, it gets a little overwhelming. But my point is... The frequency of our play has affected my way of thinking about how to approach the lifestyle going forward, at least for the foreseeable future as we're on the road. Yeah. And what it really will do to our physical relationship as we continue. Yeah. How it will affect us and how we will adjust and pivot. Well, one of the things I've been thinking about lately is something that I haven't talked to you about yet, but I think I realized it when I went out with this guy in Cocoa Beach that was a disaster. <laughs> uh, that was the only person that I've gone and actually had a drink with since we've been on the road. And it hit me as I was driving back from this date. Okay. I have a lot of strengths when it comes to the lifestyle, in my opinion. Yeah. I have a lot of things that I'm really good at and I have a lot of things and knowledge to sh I have a lot of knowledge to share and I'm, I'm proud of that what I'm not proud of is my dating skills and what I mean by that is when I'm actually sitting on a date sometimes I it, it's stressful for me it's not necessarily fun and I think that's one of the reasons we developed regular play partners and we worked really hard to find those people because it can be really exhausting to sit in front of people that you don't really connect with well the truth is like a lot of things Unfortunately, you got to get the reps in. Yeah, you have to practice. And that's yeah. the other part is we are out of practice. Yes, we are. And that's all that exactly what you just said is the, the reason I wanted to have this conversation, because I thought to myself over the past few days, we have got to completely change the way we look at the lifestyle from the standpoint of meeting potential play partners. It has to completely change everything that we knew and did that worked quite frankly is out of date right it's archaic at this point well, no, i wouldn't say it's archaic it's just not applicable to our current situation well it, what it, we have to do with it at this moment in time we have to shelve it we got to put it away sure prepare to use it at a later date right when we, we settle down somewhere right right yep. now we have a different set of rules to go by hey when we settle down somewhere again we're going to be pros well, at we finding are. regular play partners yeah we are listen as you just mentioned there are some real strengths that you have we have as a couple in this space and we have done a phenomenal job of developing relationships long-term relationships and doing so in a very short period of time mind you we've been in the lifestyle three years -ish. yeah three and a half almost yeah of that time, we have play partners, multiple, that we have been playing with for over two and a half of that time, two and a half years of that time. Yeah. And with great success. And I'd say that's a win. It's a so huge win. We, a lot of people look for that for years and never find it. Right. And we have done, we did very well with that. Couples and singles, male and female. Yep. Transgendered women. You name it. We were successful in all aspects of, of the lifestyle, all aspects of... Uh, all, all aspects of long-term lifestyle play. And all aspects of sexuality, polyamory, bisexuality. We did it all. We, we were really, we did a great job of that. We ex experienced a lot of things. And now we're on the road. And now 
we have to look at all of this from different lenses. Well, what's really interesting is we spoke to someone last night who's also in the lifestyle. I won't say too much because obviously we didn't ask permission to do so. But she, the way that she was talking and, you know, the the experiences that she's having with people right now are very, they're varied. Yes. Right? She's, it's a lot of variety yes. in her play. And she's talking with so much ease about the ways that she's meeting people and interacting with people. That's how we need to be. We need to be far more kind of carefree. Maybe not carefree isn't the right word, but easygoing. Well, we have to be less rigid. Yeah. Because that's what we had been in the past because we were afforded the opportunity to be rigid. Right. We could be rigid. And now we have to be a little bit more fluid. And that's just, it's just the way things are for us right now. And that could change down the road. And I think when we get settled someplace, whenever we do that, We'll be able to potentially go back to the the way things were or not. Maybe we'll find, we'll find another method that works even better for us, yeah. that we like better. We don't know. We have to be adaptable. And that's the one thing you and I are terrible at. We are terrible creatures of habit. Horrible. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's down to the same restaurants we go to or the, the playmates that we have. or We the watch pl- the same two TV shows yeah, and if they're what, not on, we don't watch TV. Yeah, whatever it is, we are amazing creatures of habit. Yep. And we have, unfortunately or fortunately, we are in a situation that does not lend itself to consistency when it comes to, to those things. Yeah, to habitual natures. No, the only thing that's consistent is that we're inconsistent at this point. Yeah, no Everything joke. is inconsistent. That much I can tell you. Well, and it is a good thing because what's really interesting when you think about it from this perspective is we are being pushed out of our comfort zones in so many ways. How about every imaginable way? Literally every single aspect of life is outside of our comfort zone right now. And... And we're adapting like quickly. Yeah. We're figuring it out. I mean, granted, I've had a few meltdowns, but for the most part, I pick myself up or I should say you pick me up because you're amazing in that way. And we figure it out. Yeah. We just need to to apply that same skill now to the lifestyle. Absolutely. You know, there we've had some very stressful moments on, on this particular journey in the last 21 ish days. No question about it. But to be expected and and I think the pro- the biggest problem with, with that was, is we expect a lot of ourselves. We really do expect the most out of us. I expect the highest of, ex- I have the highest of expectations when it comes to us. Especially of yourself, but of us as well. Yeah, I, I really do. I have ridiculous standards. No question about it. Unrealistic. Which I love about you the majority of the time, but maybe not necessarily when it comes to the lifestyle. Well, I'm not not even just talking about lifestyle-oriented things. I mean, just in general, because if you consider some of the obstacles we've had to overcome just being on a tour bus, you know, from mechanical issues and logistical issues, and I really, I hold myself to a standard and I want things to work out perfectly, right? There's, we always have a plan. Right. And unfortunately, or, or again, fortunately... In the situation we now find ourselves in, a plan isn't always possible. Right. It's again, we are going to have to be fluid. The plan flies out the window very quickly when you're living this lifestyle. Yeah. And by this yeah. lifestyle, I mean living on a bus. Well, yes. I mean, we are tr- we're transient. We are living on a tour bus. We are working and living on a tour bus. We are in Studio E, which is printed on our bedroom door of the, <laughs> of the tour bus. And that's where we're hosting our podcast. We're a mobile podcast studio, essentially. And that's how we're licensed. So we live on it. We record on it. We work on it. We function from it. And we just have to be, and we're going to entertain uh, potential playmates you know, at some point. We just have to figure things out. We have to be, again, more fluid and, and prepared to be less rigid Yeah. In, in all things, particularly the lifestyle. Yeah, I completely agree. I just think that we have, like you said, I think that we have real strengths in the lifestyle. And I think there's, I don't want to call them weaknesses. I'm going to call them opportunities that we have as well. For sure. And I think that we have similar opportunities. And that's cool, too, because we get to kind of bounce off of each other and learn from each other. And also, we get to tell the other person when they're being kind of ridiculous, which we haven't done up to this point. I think the other part of this discussion is there needs to be some accountability and some ability for us to tell the other person, like, hey, let's not be so ridiculous about that. Or like, hey, let's maybe just have fun and not take this so seriously. Yeah, we talked about this individually a few days back about perspective. Yes. Right? This What this trip is doing for us, this opportunity is doing for us to be on the road right now, really puts life, not just the lifestyle, but life into perspective. The things that you think are important are not a lot of times. Yeah. The things that you 
take for granted in normative life are a big deal when you're doing what we're doing. Absolutely. So it really does put things into perspective. And we need to look at it from that standpoint. I think we have to be more cognizant of the fact that our lives are different. For the foreseeable future, our lives are different. So we need to behave differently. Yeah, and I think the other thing that we need to keep in mind and is a major opportunity for me personally right now is we are non-monogamous. I always, I hate, I really truly hate, I feel very strongly about this, when people say the lifestyle is a hobby. It's oh. just like fishing or it's just like kayaking or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I don't believe that for a second. I believe that's the case maybe for some people, but certainly not for us. No. We are non-monogamous. It is who we are at our core at this point. It is such an important part of our dynamic, not only together, but also as individuals. Yeah. And I think by allowing it to take a back seat to things while we've been on the road, we're not really truly living our truest selves. No, it, this listen, for us the idea that this is a hobby is is ludicrous. It's a state of mind, it's a state of being for us. For me, for sure I'll speak for me. You I, I won't speak for you. I th- for me this is a state of being. It is who I am at my core. It's who I know I have been m- my entire adult life certainly, but I've only in the last 3 years with you and your help have uncovered it and uh, really come to understand it. And there's no question that there's no going back Right. for me. There, there's no going back. I, I think as, for us as a couple, we already have come to that understanding. We have. We know where we are sexually as a couple as a, and as individuals. And I fully support you, your journey. You fully support mine. And to think that it's going to be any other way going forward, we would be doing ourselves a disservice. Yeah, it'd be dishonest. And I I think that that's what we have to kind of keep in mind with all of this is it is a priority for us. And it is something that should be fun and also a fulfillment of needs that we have. And looking at it any other way is doing a disservice to our relationship. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the priority that needs to be placed in our, I should say, that's how we need to consider it as a, a high priority within our lives as we go forward. To me, it's the same thing as we've talked about being very healthy on this road trip. And, uh, you know, I'm already losing a little bit of weight and toning up a little bit. But we've talked about we need to be consistent about working out because that's what's going to make us feel better. And and that's great that that's a priority. To me, being in the lifestyle and having lifestyle activities is almost identical to that. It is. And we, we discussed this today. finding And again, finding our center finding a a routine within a lack of a routine. Yep. Right? With as little structure as we have, we have to find structure. Yes. That's the key in all things. In our health, which we've done very well at currently up to this point, and with our sexuality and our ethical non-monogamy. And that's just who we are. You know, we know that about ourselves now. Right. And to, as you said, to to look at it any other way would be doing ourselves a disservice and would be dishonest to, to each other and, and to us as a, as a couple. I, I don't I don't see it any other way at this point. Yeah. And I think that we did the important part of it, which is recognizing it. I think kind of granted, like our entire lives have changed. And so I think it's only natural that our lives are going to be topsy-turvy. And as a result of that, things aren't going to be normal and no matter what part of our lives it is lifestyle included so we have to cut ourselves some slack too like you said it's been basically three weeks but i think the fact that we're getting it under control now and we're starting to build new skills now is what's important we're not just sweeping it under the rug and acting like it's not something that needs to be considered and talked about no absolutely and so let's get back to this let me just talk about this for a minute frequency what has frequency or the lack of frequency in the lifestyle given the last 21 days, what has it taught you as it pertains to our relationship? I think, well, first of all, I think we have a sweet spot (laughs) based on what's happened previously in our non-monogamous world and how much it's benefited us. Having weekly-ish encounters is probably best for us, is probably our sweet spot. And getting so far away from that is in my opinion, detrimental to our overall connection. I would have to agree. I would think that the lack of frequency or the fluctuation, I should say, in frequency in terms of our play with uh, our partners or potential partners absolutely has had 
or can have an effect on our physical relationship in terms of the intensity with which we play. Right. And once again, to reiterate this, our sex life is still great. It's not as if we are completely disconnected sexually right now or any or anywhere no, near that. No, in fact, quite the opposite. I find that at this point, we've become more focused on each other, so much so that meeting other people has not been a priority. And Which I think, is not always a bad thing. No, it's not. But I think to some degree, it's been a defense mechanism for us. It, that's what exactly what I was going to say. Is it because we actually want to be having more sex? Or is it because we want to act as if not being active or as active in the lifestyle isn't bothering us? Well, I think it's because we want to be more sexual. And we are our primary partner, so that makes sense. And that's where that gap is being filled. But also, I think because I'm, for me, I'm thinking about all of these possibilities and and potentially missed opportunities, and it's got my juices flowing. And I'm just worked up. Yeah. That's what's happening. Oh, yeah. And I'm yearning, really yearning, for that true reclamation sex i can tell the way that you've been talking dirty talking to me while we're playing has intensified insanely over the last few days yeah because it just it just keeps playing in my mind yeah it just keeps playing in my mind especially last night because there was a real opportunity for us to meet this gentleman yeah and i know you're going to be really excited to meet him <laughs> and so i was thinking all night about it like yeah. all day and all night Right up to the point where he was, he texted me and was like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. I can't do it tonight. Something's come up. And I was like, oh, that's just, that's terrible. I'm so yeah. disappointed. Because yeah. I was really, I was excited for you. Because you did, all you knew was that we were potentially meeting someone. Yeah. I was just excited for you to have that experience. You know, that's where my enjoyment initially comes from. My excitement comes from the idea that you're going to be excited. Yeah. And then it builds from there. I think it's important to know while we're talking about all of this as well, frequency is so different for every couple. I should say that sweet spot of frequency is so different for every yeah, couple. We would never recommend that every couple in the lifestyle make lifestyle play a weekly thing. For some people, that's way too much. Yeah. There are other people, we know people who play three or four times a week. We have too many other responsibilities and too many other things that we care about to make four times a week work. That's just not even a possibility. So the important thing to take away from this conversation is understanding what frequency works best for you, for the lives that you've built, and also for your non-monogamous goals and the things that are important to you. And, you know, we get a lot of communication from people on this exact topic. There are so many things that happen in your life, good and bad, that impact your lifestyle world, right? I mean, because while we were just saying how important this is to us and how we want to make this a priority, it's never going to be number one priority. No, no. And there's a lot of instances where that it has to take a backseat to other things, whether it's having a new baby or you have an ill parent or you're moving or you're just starting a new job or whatever. And so I think that these pockets of time where you have to kind of readjust or find a new normal there, it's just obviously your lifestyle life is going to be less of the focus and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just you can't let it go on for too long. And that I guess my concern is that for us as weekly players, as people who find our sweet spot and playing on a very regular basis, that we can't just continue to act like it's not an issue. Well, no. And I think the thing that's important to understand for those folks who are listening who maybe aren't active lifestylers or lifestylers at all and where we're coming from with this, we would play weekly being you and myself separately would play with our partners basically on a weekly basis because of what it did for us as a couple. Right. And that's my point. That's what I'm missing the most, which is how those experiences bring us together. That's the, that's the piece of it. I think that the frequency for me or lack of frequency for me makes the most concern. It's the biggest concern for me in a lack of frequency. Yeah. Are coming back together. Because it really is 
just such an important part of who we are as a couple. Yeah. And for some people, frequency just isn't an issue. We talked to couples too, where they may play two or three times a year and that is perfect for them. Yeah, They love those just one-off situations once in a blue moon that fulfills them until the next time. And that lead up, that months long lead up to their next play session is so exciting for them. And so the whole point of this conversation is you just have to decide together as a couple, what makes sense for you in terms of frequency and work towards. It. Yeah. And listen, let's not kid ourselves. Right. I mean, you know, with COVID and, and all the restrictions and all the the protocols that have to be put in place, all of those things combined, including what we're currently doing in terms of travel, don't make it easy. And right. so we're just trying to find a way to pivot and to make it make sense for us. That's really the biggest thing for me. Uh, so, again, frequency. Yeah, it's important for us. It's important for others. It's not a lack of frequency isn't an issue for a lot of folks. For us, it means a lot. It's a lot of it's a big part of who we are and how we really function as a couple, as a unit. And so, yeah, I, I think it's high priority. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really glad we had this discussion. I think it opened my eyes to a couple of things that we've maybe touched on but haven't talked in depth about. So I think it's awesome. Yeah. So going forward, I think you'll hear a lot more about this from us. We're going to put a, put a different plan in place, uh, throw the old playbook, uh, you know, put it in a drawer for right now. Uh, it's probably going to collect a little dust while we're on the road. And we're going to... Which gonna, is totally fine. We yeah. can always reopen it when it makes sense to do so. Yeah. We're going to figure this thing out. Absolutely. And we can totally help you guys figure this all out too, because... We're coaches. Did you guys know? We're certified. Uh, I'm a certified sex coach. Brian's a certified relationship coach. One of the things we love doing more than anything is talking to people about their own lifestyle journey, what's important to them, their goals, the skills that they need to build up. You know, we're not perfect in this by any means. I, I don't believe that anyone can be perfect in the lifestyle. I truly don't. But I think that we uh, love sharing our passion and knowledge in this space with people very deeply. It is truly the my favorite part. I don't want to speak for you, Brian, but my favorite part of anything that we do in the lifestyle. Yeah, for me, it's it's meeting people and having an open conversation with them about where they're headed, where they want to go, what maybe they can do to get there in a, in a more cogent way. Uh, I just like to talk to people. We just, it just me, for us meeting couples and individuals, even for the potential of meeting them as p potential play partners, it's the conversation that I enjoy the most. It's getting to know them that I enjoy the most. And that's the biggest part of it for me. Yeah, and we do that exact thing with our coaching clients as well. So yeah. if you want more information on our coaching services, you can head to sexonyourterms.com. You can also email us at sexonyourterms at gmail.com if you have questions, if you have comments about this episode, etc. Once again, anything that we personally discuss in this episode know is about us. Uh, part of this podcast and part of what we do with this podcast is we have very open conversations about the things that are going on in our world, but we also understand that everybody's journey is individualized and that's what's so beautiful about it and in my opinion it's why one of the reasons i love the lifestyle is you can get what you want out of it so uh, we'd love to talk to you about your individual journey and you can also find us on social media we're, we're on twitter and instagram at sex on your terms and that's what we have for you this week until next time we hope you enjoy sex on your terms